Water Hockey, if you're ingrained in the hockey community and in the hockey world and you've heard the brand new innovative league called Three Ice, uh, well, if you haven't, you, one, you probably don't have social media in 2022. That's kind of an, an applauding thing. Uh, or two, well, you should just know by now. Uh, today, I am thrilled to be joined by the CEO of Three Ice Hockey, EJ Johnston. Uh, first, EJ, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Before we jump into Three Ice, though, I have to ask because I did a little did a little research, did some homework. You were the first American to sell and produce a reality show in China. I could, I read your bio. Uh, can you give us a, just a quick insight on that and how that kind of came about? Yeah. Um, well, one, it's a it's a treat to be here. Um, yeah, that uh, from my Hollywood days when I was making television shows, I made what we call a big shiny floor show. Uh, American Idol, The Voice, those are big shiny floor shows. Mine was called Fashion Star and fashion being a global thing. Um, it traveled really well. We sold it in 148 countries, I think. And uh, the Chinese networks loved it, bought it. We made it for several years there and they needed a consulting producer. So uh, I was the first guy ever to go over to China and make a reality television show. It was kind of wild. It's like a little bit like being an astronaut. Um, you know, had uh, a body man with me everywhere I went and would do meetings in rooms of 20, 30 people and, uh, you know, have a translator. I'd crack a joke. 20 seconds later, the room would laugh. Uh, it was it was wild. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a great time. Well, and, and being in TV, I'm sure you're used to the delay a little bit. So you're like, all right, this is it's one joke in. I'm, I'm fine. Like I, I, <laughs> I'm ready for the delay. Um, so as far as like the hockey aspect, your father, Ed Johnson, has five Stanley Cups as a goalie and he serves as a commissioner for three ice as well. Uh, so was was hockey always part of your life growing up? And personally, did it sway you into the direction of being part of three ice? Yeah. Um, you know, so Craig Patrick's actually our commissioner. My father's the deputy commissioner. So they're kind of the brain trust behind mm-hmm. a lot of the on ice product players, coaches who to go after. But um, yeah, being a, growing up as a hockey kid, um, it was one, a really great way to grow up. You just get around winners. You get to sort of have inside access to really cool stuff, practices, games, being around guys that, you know, the world admires. And uh, I admired them too. Once I got old enough, I and, and knew who they were, uh, mm-hmm. but it was really a special way to grow up. Uh, I like to say that I like to think that some of that winning attitude and winning uh, habits rubbed off on me, just being around guys that win Norris trophies and Stanley cups and all-star nominations. Uh, and then of course my father, um, he's got two rings as a player, three rings as a administrator. And uh, yeah, he's taught me a lot kind of through osmosis about effort and uh, and winning and um, and all that good stuff. So it was a real treat to grow up in the hockey world like that. Yeah, the hockey world is a is a really unique place. It's a very small world. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you, and and, and just a couple months ago, I never imagined the opportunity or just seeing the league kind of sprouting into what it is. Uh, which kind of leads me into my next question: What was really the incarnation for Three Ice? Obviously, there's the NHL, and there's there's a slew of minor leagues and junior leagues. Obviously, that you come up in through the ranks. Was it a light bulb moment where you went, "Okay, this is this is a great idea. We should really look into this," or did it kind of almost like a snowball effect, kind of gain momentum as time went on? It was the former. It was definitely a light bulb moment for me. You had the NHL's uh, overtime session, which is fantastic. And then you had a bunch of other uh, what I call snackable leagues out there that were doing really, really well. If you're a cricket fan, the IPL is a short form version or a snackable version of cricket. Instead of five days, it's two hours. Uh, You've got Formula E is kind of a snackable version of Formula One, Rugby Sevens, Big Three Basketball. Those kind of all filtered into the equation. But the light bulb moment was being at the Pittsburgh Penguins rookie camp 
which is what they hold before the actual training camp. Did the same thing in New Jersey as well. Mm -hmm. But just watching a thousand fans uh, at the Penguins practice facility cheer on these unknown guys as they finished up with a three-on-three tournament. And the hockey was electric. And I'm sitting there with the scouting staff and Jimmy Rutherford, Craig Patrick, my father, Billy Guerin was there. And I just kind of started picking at the guys and saying, you know, what are you looking for here? And the adjectives leapt off the page, you know, creativity, speed, skill, nifty mittens, uh, rapport, guts, um, you know, just all this great stuff. And I'm watching, I'm listening, and I'm watching the, the fans react. And I said, this is electric. And I knew that there was a body type out there that was much better suited for this game. If you, if you look at rugby sevens, those guys are the faster, quicker guys. You don't need those big Mack trucks. You need those Ferraris out there zipping around. Right. Same thing in hockey. There's guys that are five seven, five eight, five nine, that are absolutely deadly, but just don't have the body size to play in the five on five. And I point to a guy like Connor Sheary all the time. Connor Sheary's had a very nice career, but early on in his career, he was relegated to the fourth line because he was a smaller guy. He had to go out there and do a role that wasn't really built for him, checking mm-hmm. and grinding against big, big bodies. And then as he kind of proved himself, he got more and more ice time. And then he was the guy that would go out in the overtime session with Sidney Crosby, Hall of Famer, Chris Letang, certainly a Hall of Famer, and him, and he'd light it up. He'd score four or five goals out of his 15 goals a year in that overtime session. That was it. So it's kind of a perfect storm of all of that going in, and boom, there's a league here. There's a there's an entertainment property here, and uh, and I know that the world's going to see uh, exactly what we're doing as, as a, a better mousetrap, a, a better version of the game. Our tagline is it's the best part of hockey, and we believe that. And uh, we think the world is going to uh, be drinking that Kool-Aid uh, along with us. Yeah, I completely agree. And I've, I've said it time and time again. It's, it's the most exciting part of hockey. It's, it's the most exciting part of sports. I mean, even with, you know, cars going 200, 300 miles an hour, you put three on three on ice. It's hard to look away no matter what, even if you're not a hockey fan. Uh, and I'm glad that you brought up the entertainment aspect because one of the big things that I think Three Ice is benefiting from is the recent surge and and like the social media platforms really kind of blowing up within the hockey world and within the sports world. Really, uh, do you see this league as becoming or being welcome of of the change of pace for those creators inside the league, like a Pavel Barber or a John Schiavo kind of? Um, do you see that as kind of a catapult, uh, as a tool almost for the Three Ice League? And, and do you think it's going to be more incorporated as the league grows? hundred percent. We like to say uh, we built it uh, purposefully with that. We like to say we're a phone first media company in the shape of a hockey league. For us, it's a snackable content that is really ideally shareable. The periods are eight minutes long. The -hmm. games are 16 minutes long. We got six of them. You can take clips, share it with your friends. Um, We absolutely want to do that. We have um, platforms and tactics built in place where we push content to our players who can then push that out to their fan base. So while three ice will have, you know, let's fast forward a couple million fans around the world. Each one of these players will also have theoretically a couple hundred thousand fans themselves. A guy like right. Pavel Barber has a couple million. But, um, you know, imagine you got 54 players, starters plus our taxi squad, times 100,000 or 200,000 fans each. Now you've got a platform or a channel, as we like to say, of almost 10 million fans. Uh, that's an exciting part of our game. We embrace that. We are pushing content for them. And we want to give fans really an insider's access to that. Um, The way we've got it set up with our partner, Getty Images, photographing all that stuff, our cameras back there, camera on the ice to really give the fans something special and unique. Um, It's really been part of day one's planning and uh, we absolutely embrace it. And we, uh, we look forward to the fan base sort of catching on. 
Yeah, and you guys are just coming off what I think is a super successful week one or weekend one rather. Uh, and the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the camera view. I mean, you 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 see this in, in a lot of like, uh, I guess the College World Series, for example, is going on right now. You're seeing a lot of umpire uh, cameras behind the plate. Sure. Being in the action is something that people want. And I think Three Ice is the first real legitimate opportunity outside of like the Winter Classic, which obviously only happens once a year for those fans to get that interaction and that, that firsthand look of, you know, it may look easy on ice, but you know, there's a lot more going on inside, you know, the, the head of the hockey player that you're watching on the ice, making those moves. Uh, so that's the biggest thing for me. I actually had a question of what, what's uh, for those that are on the fence about tuning in, what should they, what should we tell them to, to bring them in? The, yeah. the, the bird's eye view, in my opinion, that's the one. It, to me, it, it's a really unique look, you know, no other league would even contemplate that because we've got so much room out there. You know, football, you've got 22 bodies zipping around. Hockey, mm -hmm. you've got 12 bodies zipping around, plus four referees. We only have two referees, six skaters, and two goalies. So there's a lot more room out there. And for us, we thought, what a great way to give that uh, really interesting visual texture. You know, watching that guy come down on camera, tra tracking that penalty shot shooter is just such a great look. Um, being in the middle of the action, pulling back from that face-off, there's just mm -hmm. some really great visuals that we're going to get. Um, being on the ice when the guys celebrate, Team Mullen this week won for the first event. And that camera just being on the ice, seeing the players' joy and reaction, translating that. One of the beautiful things about sports is you feel a connection to the to the players. You know, you give them energy, they give you energy. And to see their faces that close uh, in real time uh, on the ice, I think is something special. I think it's unique. Uh, we've also got virtual dashboards around kind of messaging things. It gives our, our broadcast a very unique platform. You know, we built this for two reasons. One, first and foremost, to entertain fans around the world and be a, a business platform where other businesses can come along, sponsors, and share their brands as well. Those two things can work in perfect harmony. They do in every other sports league. And I think the visual texture that we've created for this uh, gives both of those um, some amplitude and, and raises it up in, in pretty unique ways. Yeah, and I think you guys couldn't have timed it more perfectly. And I think it's just so unique because you look at football, for example, that's kind of the big four, the big one out of the big four uh, here in North America, at least. And then really, honestly, around the world, with the exception of, of soccer or, or the other football, sure. I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> you know, you have the USFL, you have the recent resurgence of the, SX, uh, the XFL once again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think hockey has a unique community and a unique fan base where it's not so much as an alternative in the way of, this is not the same game. It's not the same speed. If anything, it might be faster. So I think it's just the the fact that the the hockey fan base. It's not that we want something different. It's what we we want more. And and Three Ice is really giving a lot of people the opportunity just to get more. Um, so I, I do have to ask this though: What has been really the, the biggest obstacle in this whole journey to get to this past weekend, where the first few games are being played in Vegas? What was the biggest obstacle for Three Ice to really get to this point? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one word, COVID. Um, you know, oh, lockdowns yeah. were were an absolute nightmare for, for everybody for a whole host of reasons, right? Not just for, for starting a business, but when you're trying to start a business and raise funds and, and get people on board for something that, you know, you're not allowed to do, uh, that that's a challenge. Um, the rest of it has been um, expected. The, the normal challenges, you know, recruiting players, not mm -hmm. that difficult once they understood who was associated with the coaches that we have, Craig Patrick on board. That was kind of an easy lift. Uh, raising money in, in COVID, challenging. But once we do that, it's great. The rest of it is kind of your normal um, challenges, your small little headaches here and there from an operations standpoint. But 
really just, you know, once we got past lockdowns, um, it was kind of, you know, put, put the foot on the gas and here we go. And, uh, you know, you never say it's smooth sailing because you always have little hiccups here and there. But uh, the product on the ice was fantastic this first week. We're expecting a great effort here in, in Denver. The hockey's going to be great. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's just the normal business stuff. And once we got past COVID lockdowns, uh, it's been um, uh, smooth sailing is, is too, too much of a euphemism, but it's been as expected. Any challenges or bumps in the road, we accommodate them and uh, overcome them. We've got a great team, great operations guys. I got a guy by the name of Jimmy White uh, that did uh, the Professional Bull Riders Association where he was moving around bulls, dirt, mm-hmm. and tractor trailers. You know, I've got one truck, a bunch of bags, and my <laughs> players fly in and fly out on themselves by themselves. There's no uh, there's no literal BS to take care of. So right. it's a lot easier. So he can kind of do this uh, uh, a lot easier. I'm not going to say in his sleep, but uh, he's been a fantastic addition. So he makes everything run very smoothly for us. Yeah. I mean, the, the product on television looked fantastic from, from top to bottom. I Thank think you. it was really well represented and I think it was really well presented. And then and I haven't even mentioned the fact that, you know, like you're saying, the pedigree of the coaches alone could bring people along. You know, we're I'm based out of Dallas. So the name like Guy Carboneau is just sure. the, the guy right off the bat where the name causes your the hairs in the back of your neck to stand up you remember the glory days in dallas which we're hoping to get back to but uh if you could possibly go back to the beginning or maybe even in the middle and and take COVID out of the picture because obviously we all wish we could what would be one thing that you would do different up to this point or is this Mm. you know what you're like i'd have no regrets because it's made that the journey so much sweeter to get here Uh, that's a great question um you know, I took my time um, building this. So when that light bulb moment happened, uh, I took about a, m- a month to write the business model. I then shopped it for about a year and pretty much every constituency that we'd be touching, players, agents, leagues, uh, television networks, sponsors, ad agencies, um, referees. I-, I made sure that I had people poke holes in it so I didn't have those regrets. So I didn't have any of those big surprises, COVID being a surprise that we all had. Mm-hmm. but from a business model standpoint, we really felt like we were prepared. Um, next, I went out and got the people, any organization, the most important part of any organization's people. So um, to me, you know, I, I, it's kind of a lame answer. I don't really have any regrets because I felt like we prepared um, and, and had what we needed to uh, to do this. Uh, again, the, you know, the pause we were supposed to launch last year. So mm-hmm. that pause caused adjustments. Um, you have to make sure you're, uh, you know, you have protect your burn rate as a, as a startup. But really, there's not been any regrets. The people I have are great. The product is great. The coaches we have are fantastic. Um, yeah, geez, you know, I, I there's really nothing I would change in this process. Um, you know, maybe I mean, give, you've got maybe give my wife a little bit more time off from me because she seems to have to <laughs> endure all the, the headaches behind the scenes with me. That's probably yeah. my only regret, that she gets to enjoy this more and, uh, and uh, not be part of the process as much as she is. I mean, and, and really, when you take a step back, I think that's the, that's the perfect answer. I mean, you don't ever want to hear someone that's, you know, come this far and put the, the product on the ice and created a, a brand new league for a sport that already has pre-existing ones and go, you know, there's a lot I would have really done different. Sure. But you know what? It's, it's here. It's working. It's phenomenal. Uh, so we always ask this on, on, on our podcast here on sure. Water Hockey. The EJ Johnston biopic is coming out soon. <laughs> and we need to know. Who is cast as EJ Johnson in the biopic about your life or about three ice, whichever you prefer. Oof. Um, that's a great I put question. The, I put people on the spot all the time. He's got to be really handsome and really bald. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that would be. Uh, you know, if you, uh, if you shaved 
George Clooney, I think I'd go for that one. But um, I don't know. He's a little bit older I was going to say now. maybe a Hugh Jackman. You could you could pull <laughs> off the, the Hugh Jackman look with just the shaved head would work fine. I'll work take fine. it. I'll take it. There you go. The Greatest Showman. It works perfectly. <laughs> so kind of reverting back to, uh, to, to Three Ice a little bit, what would you say – after this first weekend, because again, like we've said multiple times already, super successful, ultra entertaining uh, from top to bottom. Fantastic. What's the ultimate goal for three ice? You know, we, we fast forward, let's say 10 years from now, sure. this thing has continued to blow up. What's the ultimate goal in your eyes and in your mind for three ice? Yeah. You know, one of the things that we always say internally is we want to begin with an end in mind. It's one of our mantras. So we never really start mm -hmm. a process without knowing what that target is. So if you're asking me, where does, where does this business end up? To me, we are one part hockey league, one part Netflix for hockey, and mm -hmm. one part over the top network, uh, kind of like a Formula One F1 TV pro or, yeah. um, you know, where you have these great soccer uh, teams over in Europe or the other football. I'm a, right. uh, my wife is British, so I'm a big footy fan. <laughs> um, so you've got, you know, Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, FC Barcelona with these really great experiences where you can access the players, the managers, um, premium merchandise, experiences, uh, premium content, those kind of three facets of our business. Plus, we like to think that we'll be doing the same thing in Europe. Uh, I'd love to have a Three Ice Kids, kind of our Little League World Series. We'll find our Williamsburg, oh, yeah. Pennsylvania, and do the best 12, 13, 14-year-olds in the world. You'd have four brackets, Canada, U.S., rest of world, and Europe. You'd play those sort of individual region tournaments, crown mm -hmm. a winner, and then those four would play each other. Um, to us, it's kind of a, a, a no-brainer. Those two brand extensions, Three Ice Europe and Three Ice Kids, uh, potentially even an esports version of this game as well. Maybe a World Cup version um, and maybe a woman's version. But I think for us, we'll, we'll make sure we crawl, jog, and then sprint, doing things in the right order, making sure it's financially viable and uh, the marketplace is, is looking for it. But we think those, those brand expansion opportunities are kind of no-brainers. So Two, three years from now, we'd love to be in that space, um, but we'll make sure we do it the right pace. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this, too. Looking into next year, not to get too ahead of ourselves, obviously, but there, like you said, there's always a plan in place. Uh, are you looking to grow the league at all as far as team wise or and this is per, a personal question, because, like I said, down here in Texas, um, obviously you guys are in Denver. Are there plans to try and stop at more locations going into next season? And then lastly, are you really aiming to keep the season in the same time frame that you have it right now? Yeah. Um, so let me take that in reverse order. So, yes, we like the summertime window. Normally, the Stanley Cup is over when we'd start. We'd start right around mm -hmm. Father's Day. Stanley Cup is usually over around June 5th, 6th, 7th. Um, so the time frame is great. The way we could expand are a few different ways. One, we could add more tour stops, more weeks. So we have eight regular season tour stops plus our ninth as our championship. Theoretically, mm -hmm. you could add one, two, or three in there. Uh, you could potentially add uh, a team or two. I think if you add two teams, then you get four, two, and one as your, your bracket style format. We got to think through that a little bit though, because TV can get a little bit long in our broadcast. Right now, we're right, right. around three hours for our broadcast, a little bit of pregame, a little bit of postgame. Um, but the expansion opportunities, I think, could be more weeks, I think, as the as the first metric. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a, a very interesting play. And look, you know, we have eight great cities now. If we have great responses and we go back, terrific. Or we can maybe potentially take a look at a new market. Maybe we come to a Dallas. Maybe we go to another Canadian market. We've got two mm -hmm. now, London and, and Quebec City. Um, so we'll figure that out, you know, based on the end of the season, us sitting down as a team, where are we successful? Where could we improve? What markets really did really well? And, you know, where else could we be thinking about going? So 
a long-winded answer, I think the first way we'd expand is probably more tour dates um, mm -hmm. and then maybe uh, maybe more teams. But we'll take a look at both at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, like I said, more hockey. I don't think anyone's going to be mad at that. And I think the uh, the social media aspect has really, really driven it home. And, and I don't want to call out the, the big league because that's obviously not what we want to do. We want to be friends with them. We want to, we want to grow with them. Yeah. But I we feel the like NHL. that the – yeah, the NHL just it, it, that's the one place that they lack a little bit is is advertising their players and I think this is a really unique opportunity for for leagues like them to kind of take a step back and go wow, they're really pushing the social media aspect of of the sport because people want to see more of the behind the scenes, the workouts, you know, Pavel like we were talking about earlier has millions of followers and and I being one of the ones that followed his journey into three ice and you know, he was able to make it to a taxi squad, spoiler alert, but still go watch the YouTube series. Uh, but I mean, it was just super interesting to see just the, the beginning to the end and seeing what happens off the ice, because I feel like in this sport, we are fed so much of what happens on the ice. And don't get me wrong. I love it. You guys are really doing a fantastic job of giving us what's ho happening off the ice. And I think that's something that is really special and, and can really attract people. Um, but I will say I have one more question before we wrap sure. everything up, because I'm extremely curious. I had a set of the gloves from them. Uh, you guys partnered exclusively with Verbero as far as the hockey equipment goes that you guys use. What was that process like finding them? Did they reach out to you or did you guys have a team basically kind of doing homework where you were like, you know, oh, here's Warrior, here's, you know, <laughs> it's coming back a little bit. Easton, uh, you know, here are these different manufacturers. Who do we really want to go with? And what was the ultimate like, these are the guys for us? Yeah, you know, Andy Sutton, uh, a former player, has 14 years in the NHL. Uh, he's also got an engineering degree, uh, I think from Michigan Tech, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't remember if, if we connected with him or he connected with us, but we were excited. Um, they've got great product. They're a mm -hmm. brand made by players for players. Uh, the product is unbelievable quality. I have some gloves myself. I still play inline. Um, unfortunately, I'm not that great on ice, but I play inline and, and use his, his mittens. Uh, they've been fantastic. So they do our uniforms. They do our gloves. They do our pants. Um, you know, they've got four or five categories in the, I'll call the endemics space. Mm -hmm. And they've been a great partner um, for us, you know, Having that box ticked with high quality gear uh, matters. You know, the better the players uh, feel and look, the better they'll perform. Um, you know, the uniforms, I think, look fantastic uh, on the ice. The, the color schemes, you know, it, it's just great. We're, we're very, very pleased to have them as a partner. So I can't remember exactly if we reached out to them or they reached out to us. We were sort of in the, in the marketplace touching base with a whole bunch. Warrior does our helmets. Uh, so we got a great partnership with those guys as well. But Verbero has been fantastic. Um, and we've really been enjoying that process. Well, EJ, I mean, I'm excited just to have the time to talk to you because I've just, just been focused on this league for so long now, obviously, you know, being in the social media day and age, it's, it's hard not to see it. And you guys have done a fantastic job. Uh, what would, what would be kind of your sign off your last message for people uh, as far as three ice goes, what can really kind of bring them to the sport a little bit more and uh, yeah, just whatever you want to, wherever can, we can, find it, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Let's talk about where can we watch? Yeah, yeah, ice. yeah, of course. I would say in reverse order, threeice.com. Uh, you can go there and check out our schedule, see where you can watch us. We're on CBS Sports Network here in the States. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the championships will be on CBS, big CBS. And then in Canada, TSN and RDS, you can find us there. And then rest of world, we're in 183 countries on ESPN International. So we're the second biggest league uh, in the world, hockey league in the world already by television footprint. Uh, by mm -hmm. that metric. So you can find us there. Um, we're on uh, pretty much every Saturday at three o'clock local time. So depending on what time zone you're in, uh, you can figure that out. So 
here in Denver. We're three o'clock local time, five o'clock Eastern. Um, you know, the thing I'd like to leave everybody with is obviously the hardcore hockey fans going to love us. The casual hockey fans going to love us where we really get interesting with our business and with our fan base is if we can get the sports fan and the casual fan or the entertainment seeker, um, that to us is really success. You don't have to know much about hockey. You're taking an object, you're sticking it in a net. It's fast. It's tic-tac-toe passing. It's hair on fire, back and forth, breakaways, two-on-ones, three-on-twos. It's electric. And if you don't care about hockey, come and check us out. I think you might get hooked. It's a great entry point into the game. And it's just a great entertainment. Come out and see us here in Denver or any of our tour stops. And I think you'll be impressed. I think you'll be very, very surprised. I was paying attention. I watched the broadcast um, from Vegas. And the amount of people that were sort of jaw dropping, oh, wow, like dozens of times you can catch people in the stands. Uh, there's someone right behind Coach Larry Murphy. When they tied it up and they came back from a four goal deficit with an empty net, uh, there was a woman behind him that was like, wow. And they were both like looking <laughs> at each other. I don't know if she's a hardcore hockey fan or a casual fan, but she was just blown away. And you saw that all over the arena. People came up to me afterwards, shook my hand, said, this is unbelievable. I've already bought my tickets for the championships when you're back here in Vegas. So come and see us. Give us a try on television. Give us a try in the arenas. I think you'll be excited. And uh, you don't have to be a huge hockey fan. We know we're going to get those anyway. But come and check us out. Well, the highlights, uh, they speak for themselves after week one. EJ Johnson, thank you so much for joining Wada Hockey. As always, check out 3ice.com to find out where you can watch it, when you can watch it. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it.